Um, I talk about this concept called negative calorie preloading, which just means starting out a meal with fruits, vegetables, soup, salad, or simply really a tall glass of water, basically anything with less than 100 calories a cup. So for example, eating a large apple before a meal is so filling that people go on to eat about 300 calories less food on average. So 100 calories in from the apple, 300 calories out. So an apple eaten before a meal essentially has negative 200 calories. Eat that apple. Hello and welcome to Happy Fair Podcast. Thank you for clicking in this. I'm Dave. And I'm Steve. And this is where, we, oh, sorry, Sarah, you were about oh, to go. a bit rude. I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Ralph for anybody watching on YouTube. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph. is a straw, strawberry dinosaur today. Yeah, he's three months old. Yeah, three months old. Three months old. Yeah, so if you uh, are interested in baby fashion, um, I will be styling him in a new, different outfit for each podcast. He's a dino berry today. He's a dinosaur <laughs> and a strawberry. Uh, can I do the professional bit though first, yes, please? Yeah. Yes. The Happy Bear Podcast is a place to inspire you. It's where we have conversations with people to about health, happiness, community, and really to inspire you to live a better way of life. And to explore the curiosities of life. Thanks, that's Welcome Steve. to the Happy Bear Podcast. That was really professional. That was. That, that was, was wonderful. Class. <laughs> really good intro. Go team. Um, so come here to me. Uh, how was Carol Singer singing the other day? Sweet. Uh, you feel like you're in a Charles Dickens movie. That's yeah. the bit. And my oh, just, just, just to give a context. Can I give a context? Because sure, yeah. everyone might know. So for the last 25 years, I think it is, mom has been organising a Carol Singing night. And it's you go Carol Singing and collect money for local charities for the Cecil Beer Carol Group and we're collecting and me and Steve and Ruth Handy is the legend that Ruth Handy is the legend that's been organising it and so we've been doing it every and if we miss it it's like you're nearly shot by our mother like we're, it's this is the most important thing of the year really to be Carol singing and going collecting and whatever so uh, anyway we did it the other night and, and me and Dave can't sing in tune I really struggle with the ability we can sing but really not in tune so me and Dave are always delegated to collecting money so we call to the doors hello I'm collecting money I saw money a video of you singing I, Steve I, this was the first time ever I got to like <laughs> sing five or six songs and then I got relegated there's your box get out <laughs> Mark <laughs> um, do you know the nicest bit I got to sing with Didim Didim's one of our chefs and she's amazing she's from Turkey and she's just she's like a Turkish princess and I got to sing beside her and she was actually quite possibly worse than me and I've never met a singer worse than me and it was only because she, she couldn't read the lines quick enough because it's old English and it was oh, it was hilarious in fairness hymns though like I mean what's oh, your favourite hymn? Language. Uh, Christmas hymn Jingle there. Bells I quite like Hark <laughs> <laughs> I quite like Hark the herald angels sing Yeah that's enough thanks Glory but if you think Silent Night Sorry. now is an L classic Yeah but uh, if you think about it even if you're an actual decent singer I mean hymns are not made for people who sing they're like only opera singers can sing hymns Your mama be classic <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that one A feed of the oh, I can't even think of it you know there's all but sorts of really good hard. Latin ones it was it, it, genuinely though it felt like something out of a Charles Dickens novel because like the way it happens is that like we sing under lampposts so you go like under the light and then you go to the next light and you sing and then we'll all call in and there was probably about 50 are people as your kids and, doors? Yeah, yeah me and Dave are knocking on people's yeah. doors and, and no, there's dad there's five or six us and Dara the other, the other yeah. bad singers because I did it with you not last it was, year it the was year really good crack and we yeah. raised 12 I think it was 1132 euro yeah oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, and so if charities. you had to say, now you had to, gun to the head, which one of you is a better singer? Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like saying which which poo smells better. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my analogy, but it's like, it's That's literally, but, uh, but it's just to Mark, give the context. Mark's this year, it was the most encouraging thing this year, Mark said, uh, who's Mark? Mark, our brother, he's, he's the one that can actually sing and he found out, he said, when you stay really low, you're not that bad. Like you can't see, hear the really bad bits. So it's like, <laughs> oh, da, da. you know, when you just keep it really low, it wasn't too bad and gravelly like Barry White. 
but it's, even our friend, our friend Damien Rice, who's a really good singer and like you know very good at it. I remember he took uh, he took a little effort to like. I wonder can I teach if I can teach you lads to sing like this hope for everyone. And we, we spent about an hour learning. He just said, nah, I'm not even going to continue. This is, this is pointless. <laughs> well, we said, well, I think, we, I think we, tried, I think we said, let's try to write a Christmas number one just for a fun evening activity. So we tried I'm to write still, a Christmas song. I'm, I'm still, one year, I think we're going to do it. Yeah. I was course, there yeah. today. I was actually thinking about it. Like, we might do it when we're 70, but one year we're going to do it. Okay, right. There you go. That's one for your Maybe New Year's Maybe that could be your New Year's resolution uh, uh, for next year. 2023, <laughs> Christmas number one. <laughs> anyway, this, uh, this week or this This today, podcast yeah. is really special. And this is someone like, I don't have that many heroes, but this guy is genuinely a hero of ours. And we got the honour a few years ago to speak after Matt, a medical conference in London. Um, and we met him and such a legend. But so if anyone doesn't know Dr. Michael Greger, he's a New York Times bestselling author and he really is. He's the founder of NutritionFacts.org, which is a charity which he created. And it's really about um, they read every nutrition paper in the English language so that you don't have to. And and, it, and he became a doctor because his gra- his great his granny was diagnosed with heart disease, and she was literally told she had months to live to go home and get her affairs in order. And she came across an engineer who called Nathan Pritikin, and he put her on a plant based diet. This is it could be sixty years ago. I'm 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 probably not going to get the date right. It could be. I don't know how, in the past, a long time ago. And anyway, she ended up uh, changing the whole food plant-based diet and she lived another 20 or 30 years. And this inspired Michael Greger to become a doctor and therefore set up nutrition facts. It it was largely around the fact that heart disease is the number one killer in the world. And if there was research out to show that this could be reversed, what else is out there? So he literally decided, I want to become a doctor to dedicate my career and my life work to uncover the amount of hidden truths there are around But even you guys, like what, 20 years ago, did a test on you managed to, uh, the happy heart course or whatever yeah where we put people on a plant-based diet for four weeks and measure their cholesterol weight and blood pressure and that was our own little tiny little experiment in greystones but the thing which i love about well it would, but the results were really oh, the good, results right? were amazing yeah. we had a 20 percent drop in cholesterol there was an average of three kilo weight loss and blood pressure regulated in nearly everyone so it was incredible and that's been the backbone of kind of what yeah. really inspired so us to it, stick more with so it. even though you think he's amazing and he's written about all these results you've actually seen it in the flesh as oh, well we've seen it in the flesh what? and then yeah. with thousands of with, times yeah. with thousands of people gone through our courses and whatnot we We've seen it so many times and it's amazing. And I guess the thing about Michael Greger, which I love, is his is all evidence-based. So it's all about like anecdotal information, fine, you know, superfoods, fine. But the evidence, where is the evidence? And down to like, you know, vinegar. Like, is there evidence to show that vinegar helps with weight loss? Is there evidence to show that turmeric actually benefits with inflammation? Is there evidence to show that a keto diet actually works on a long-term basis for weight loss? And this is what I absolutely adore about him. That's like, okay, this is a theory. This is the idea. But what does the, where's the meta-analysis? Where are the double-blind researchers? Where are the clinical trials done? And let's get in and find out what the evidence actually says. And one one, one of the phrases that he's most known for is, let's put it to the test. Mm. Like he's one of those Instagram accounts that I really recommend you follow. Like millions yeah. and millions and millions and millions and millions of views on YouTube for a doctor is kind of rare. And he's he's someone that has wonderful sense of humor. Like he's he's a doctor that's straight laced, but he's got this wonderful like cynical dry. dry humor that is and he's powerful. Like when you talk to him in this podcast here, he's on his uh, walking treadmill and he's just high energy. Like we were only we only had him for thirty minutes, but. It was so exciting. It was like on the edge of your seat. I was literally on the edge of my seat. Yeah, and just brace yourself. This is like, it's not a slow, casual conversation. This is kind of like, uh, you know, we're going for a, we're just, it's bing, 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 bing. Like it, we're it's batting. It's like a game of tennis. Of, and Full of good information. Even it, like it, the same conversation could have been an hour, but we got we got all of it in half an hour. It was so just it, condensed. And the, the focus of the conversation was that given that it's, 
it's been recorded here towards the end of December when typically when people are more interested in health, you know, they've had their indulgent period. It's focused on weight management, weight loss and how to lose weight in a healthy way. It was a really focused, very evident based and wonderful conversation. He's the author of How Not to Diet and How Not to Die, which are New York Times bestselling authors. So he's really digged into the evidence in terms of weight loss and you know, general health at large. And he'll answer lots of myths that people might have, like does drinking water aid with weight loss? Does turmeric, does black cumin seed help? So the reason why we focus this conversation on weight loss is one, given the time of year it is, and also with our app, we're offering our Happy Shape 2.0 course. The course is all no calorie counting, no portion control, eat as much as you want and find your happy shape. It's based in science. We partner with Dr. Sue Keneally, who's a bariatric GP. And as a result of it, you get a lot of community support, a lot of medical expertise and so many recipes to to help you eat your way to your happy shape. Yeah, it really, really is. And we're doing buy one, get one free at the moment because really in terms of weight loss, there was a tw- there was a study done in South Carolina where they found that if you actually engage in a weight loss activity with a buddy, you're 95% more likely to be successful. So we're doing a two for one on it. So if you buy one happy pair membership, you get one to give to a friend as well. And does it just include that happy shape? No, course. you get access to all our courses and all our recipes and full access for a year so you can sustain it. So we're really, really delighted about it. So if you're interested, please do check that out. We love running. It's something that we've done all our lives and a great way for when we feel stressed or feel tensed or feel a little down going out for a run we find can really replenish our soul yeah when we travel we that's what we end up doing we end up first thing we get off a plane or a car or whatever always want to go for a run like a pair of dogs just makes us feel good releases chemicals in our brain anyway back a few years ago a friend gave us a pair of shoes said these shoes are going to change your life lads and they have done they're barefoot shoes they're called Vivo Barefoot we've worn nothing but them for the last six years and I found them to be wonderful. They really have enhanced my foot strength. And subsequent research has shown that by wearing Vivo Barefoot shoes over in a matter of months, you'll increase your foot strength by 60%. The muscles in it actually build. There's a wide toe box so you can spread your, your toes out, which will encourage more grip and you're less likely to develop um, bunions. And they have minimal soles. So that means two male soles. So super, super low. And which means that you've got, it really helps with your alignment. You know, if you think about it, your feet are the foundation of your body, your feet, your knees sit on top of that, then your hips, then your spine, and then your head. So it all starts with your foundation with your feet. So when your feet are flat on the ground, it really, really helps. I've certainly found in myself, my feet are stronger. My alignment is better. I used to get pains in my knees from yoga, from doing the lotus position. I don't get them anymore. Anecdotal, I know, but, uh, we, we are absolute believers in them. They're a B Corp company. They're all about sustainability and doing their best. And we've partnered with them to give you a 15% discount. So if you're interested in trying Barefoot Shoes this year, we'd highly recommend you try in Vivo. If you use the code HAPPYPAIR15 at checkout. One really cool part is that there's no risk. They're often a 100-day return policy. So you can order them, avail your 15% discount, and then 100 days later go, nah, not for me, and return them. No questions asked. So. And they have full range for kids, for adults, for going to the office for we wear the hiking boots on the farm all the time they're great they're like worker boots and we run in them we ran 50 kilometers there in their trail running shoes there a few months ago and uh, yeah they're great anyway so happy pair 15 is the code to use at checkout if you ever want to check them out vivobarefoot.com so without further ado we give you the legend the wonderful the ever inspiring dr michael gregor I, I used to I used to have a treadmill desk. Years ago I got a I got an old upcycled treadmill and managed to put a plank of wood off it and I used it for a year until it broke. But ah, don't they have any thrift stores out there? Can't you grab another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great idea. How many hours a day do you spend on the treadmill? Oh, about uh, about eight hours. <laughs> good job. Eight hours. Jesus, very so, good. Uh, yeah. Let's even start there. So what's the psychology? What is the benefit of walking in a treadmill than sitting at a desk? 
Uh, so the walking the treadmill is uh, is really it's the benefit is lack of inactivity. So sedentary lifestyle. So sitting more than six hours a day is associated with increased risk of premature death. Even if you then, you know, go you know after your desk job, go work out for an hour in the gym, um, it does not completely uh, um, uh, cancel out. Um, that uh, that prolonged uh, sedentary activity. We think it's because of uh, blood pooling um, in the lower limbs, um, uh, which um, uh, which uh, affects the, uh, the the lining of uh, one's arteries. Um, and so, uh, yeah, sitting uh, prolonged sitting is no good for you. If you're forced to sit for a long time, there's still things you can do to keep your circulation going. You can kind of bounce your uh, knee up and down um, uh, and, and things like that. And there's kind of under the desk, little like peddlers and things you can use, but you know, getting uh, a cheap treadmill from your local uh, thrift store, you know, throwing it under some plastic shelving and duct tape, and you are ready to rock. You got the best work test. So ever. inspiring, so inspiring. I we we actually talked after a plant based medical conference in London a few years ago, and it was lovely to see how tall you are. You're a lovely tall man as well. You did a great job growing. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't know. My my dad was six four, and so I feel like so I feel like a shrimp. That I only made it to six. Yeah, you look good. I'm I'm six five on a good day, but normally around six. Oh, hey. that's a crap joke. Yeah, well, I quite crap like it. joke. Uh, Michael, I'd love to talk to you about weight loss. I think you've you've written a book, How Not to Diet, and I think it's yeah. such coming into the New York year. It's something that so many people turn to the fad diet, and I just. Want to jump straight into a few things? Can I? You're peppering with. I was just going to say, first and foremost, optimal diet for weight loss. Let's just jump straight in there. A diet centered around whole plant foods, real food that grows out of the ground from fields, not factories. Turns out the healthiest diet also appears to be the most effective diet for weight loss. Boom! Love it. Clear right. to the point. Fasting for weight loss? Yes, no. Uh, well, so uh, early time restricted feeding. So I mean, the only really effective um, intermittent fasting technique, yeah, that's actually the largest chapter in my book just because there's so many different types, but early time restricted feeding. So restricting your feeding window to 12 hours or less every day, but um, critically that's shifted towards the morning rather than the evening. So if anything, you skip supper, not breakfast, try to shift your caloric intake earlier in the day. The exact same food eaten in the morning is less fattening than the exact same food, exact same number of calories eaten in the evening. Um, causes less of a blood sugar spike, um, uh, less inflammation. And so uh, based on our circadian rhythms, we're meant to eat during the day and uh, earlier in the day. Um, and so uh, that's, uh, that's one of my many tips for the book. That's the, so the actual phrase of eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. Exactly. Is, it's based it's, in it, science. It, it is absolutely based in science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually wow. one of the... That's a, it's one of the subtitles, one of my sections in there. Totally. I like I it. That. I love it. Okay. Keto diet for weight loss. So for anyone who doesn't know ketogenic diet, diet high in fat, force your body into ketosis, can have short-term weight loss benefits. However, what are the costs? What are the side effects? What are your thoughts on it, Dr. Oh, Gregor? well, no, I mean, the, the, uh, the short-term weight loss is uh, water weight um, and you're um, losing lean body mass. Once your body is out of its preferred fuel, glucose, um, uh, blood sugar, then it starts, you start eating away your own protein. Your body can take protein um, from your muscles, break it down, turn it into glucose to, to continue to feed your brain with glucose. Um, so you, so um, you're actually 
uh, fat burning actually slows down, actually cut your rate of fat burning in half when you go on a ketogenic diet um, in that in those uh, initial stages. So it's not a good uh, um, uh, uh, diet for weight loss. And thank God, because if you kept on long enough, then you would suffer um, the consequences of these uh, low carbohydrate diets. And that is increased risk of heart disease, number one killer. So, I mean, the goal of weight loss is not to fit into a skinnier casket. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's, that's a good I, I want to just, just, even on the topic of meat, I'd love your thoughts on, on meat because, you know, we live in a world nowadays where a lot more people eat meat than they do eat a plant-based diet. And I just wondered your overarching main principles and main thoughts on, top, on meat. And that, that's factory meat or organic grass-fed beef or fish or whatever. I'd love to hear your big kind of thoughts on that and why it's best to avoid or minimize? Well, and the important thing is, first of all, it doesn't matter what you eat on your birthday or holidays or special occasions. It's the day-to-day -day stuff that, that really um, adds up. And on a day-to-day -day basis, we really should try to eat healthy. And that is a diet centered around whole plant foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, your beans, split peas, chickpeas, and lentils, uh, you know, nuts and seeds, herbs and spices, mushrooms, again, the real food that grows out of the ground. These are our healthiest choices while minimizing the intake of meat, eggs, dairy, and junk. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, using meat as kind of a flavor uh, agent or a little condiment or something um, is less of a problem than, you know, centering one's meal around a hunk because then, you uh, you know have to deal with a you know, saturated fat cholesterol increases our LDL cholesterol, leading risk factor for the number one killer uh, of men and women heart disease, as well as missing out from many of the nutrients that we desperately need, like fiber. Most people are eating fiber deficient diets. Most people are eating potassium deficient diets, um, and these are concentrated in these healthy foods like you know beans, greens, whole grains. Brilliant. Okay, good. Your what about honor. fish? What about fish? Because a lot of people say, oh, but fish, is fish not really healthy for my brain? Or is fish not vitally important? What are your thoughts about fish? Well, so we used to think that uh, these long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, EPA, DHA, found in the, the so-called fish fats, um, found in certain marine sources, were heart healthy. And so that's how this whole craze, that's how the whole industry was born. Um, but we have since learned um, that early data has been overturned by bigger, better studies. In fact, some even done by the same research group that found that actually the opposite effect, um, that giving people fish oil actually uh, uh, worsen their situation. Put all the studies together and there does not appear to be any cardiovascular benefit um, to taking, uh, to either giving people advice to eat fish or to take fish oil capsules. Um, and so, uh, and so then all you're left with are the downsides, which are the industrial pollutants that build up the aquatic food chain, the highest levels of whether we're talking, you know, PCBs or DDT or, uh, you know, plastic chemicals or kind of, you know, on down the list, uh, dioxins, uh, the highest levels are found in the aquatic food chain. Everything eventually settles into the sea. The ocean is kind of humanity sewer. So like, you know, all the mercury from all the cold plants in China eventually settles down, builds up um, the food chain. And so, yes, you can eat smaller fish, shorter lived fish, um, lower down on the food chain fish um, to minimize your intake of toxic heavy metals and pollutants, but better to eat all the way down on the food chain. And that is plants. 
Brilliant. Circling back to plants. I mm. love it. I okay. love the consistency. Back to weight loss. Why does weight loss plateau when you diet? Because typically people will lose weight initially and then suddenly they reach a level where they're like, oh, it's kind of stopped working. What happens? Yeah, here? and it's stopped working because they're actually not doing the diet anymore. Um, and so they're actually uh, basically deceiving themselves. And so the reason people plateau is because they start out really strict to whatever diet regimen they're, they're on. Um, and then slowly over time, they kind of liberalize their diet and the caloric intake goes up. And that's why they actually uh, plateau out. I mean, the, the problem is uh, with any diet um, is that, you know, diets don't work kind of by definition because going on a diet implies at some point you're going to go off a diet. But permanent weight loss requires permanent dietary change. I mean, healthier habits just have to become a way of life. And it's got to be yeah, lifelong. You want it to lead to a long life. And again, thankfully, the single best diet proven for weight loss just so happens to be the safest, cheapest way to eat for the longest, healthiest life. Boom. Love Which it. Okay. Hopefully plant-based diet. I love it. Okay. Spices and weight loss. Because I know you've gone into the weeds. How not to diet. You go into a lot of the spices. And why these spices such as black cumin seeds, nigella seeds, ground flax meal, etc. are very beneficial. Even um, saffron are beneficial for weight loss. Could you talk a bit about some of the spices and why incorporating these low-cost foods are really beneficial for weight loss? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the most interesting things I found out in my book. So the first half of How Not to Diet uh, the weight loss book is, you know, it's kind of, you know, building this kind of optimal weight loss solution from the ground up. But then the second half is like, well, regardless of what kind of diet you're going to be on or how you're going to live, you know, there are some things that accelerate um, the loss of body fat um, regardless. And I hope people will add this onto a healthy diet, but regardless of what they add on to, um, it seemed to help. And so one, for example, a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder a day, sneaking people just a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder a day caused them to lose about six pounds of straight body fat over 15 weeks. Quarter teaspoon a day would only cost about two cents. Um, but, you know, but they, they, the, the reason they tried such small amounts is because they wanted to put it in a capsule so they could blind people against, um, uh, you know, versus a placebo sugar pill. Um, so no one knew who was in the garlic group until the code was broken at the end. And those just taking that smidgen of garlic powder um, that you can buy at any quarter store for cents a day um, led to significantly more body fat loss. Wow, that's a good one. And same with black cumin seeds. It's something similar like well, that. Well, okay, but then you're going to have to splurge up to three cents a day. <gasps> um, uh, that's the black cumin, these nigella seeds. Um, uh, and, the, uh, and the side effects also reduces your cholesterol, blood sugar, blood pressure, and your waistline. Um, and so that's a good one. So that's something that I take not for the weight loss, but uh, just for all the other benefits. Gee, so it makes sense for someone, maybe someone sitting beside me, to turn all these incredible low-cost spices into an incredible effective weight loss bin, uh, blend if there was some very smart entrepreneur. Hi. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and, and just for anyone listening, people might go, I know we've had experience of kind of nutrition reductionism. They'll go, oh, great. Black human seeds. I can eat anything I want. I can eat burgers. I can eat fast, fast food. I can eat chocolate bars all I want as long as I have my garlic powder and my black human seeds. Just for anyone who might be thinking that, I wonder, can you just spell it out? Well, and there's a lot more. There's the regular cumin, ground ginger, cayenne pepper. I go down through the whole list of how much you need every day. and Technically, it's true. Like, I mean, these people in these studies were eating horrible diets and had more weight loss, um, eating a horrible diet 
with these particular spices than a horrible diet without these particular spices. But of course, you know, it's not just about getting to bikini season. Um, it's about what are we going to do to reduce our risk of diabetes? What are we going to do to reduce our risk of joint pain later in life? All these uh, health benefits of losing weight, as well as significantly reducing our risk of uh, premature death from all causes put together. Um, and so it's great if people think they look better. Um, uh, and uh, particularly if that leads them down the path of eating healthier, which will net them the benefits of lower chronic disease risk, which is where, as far as I'm concerned, the money's at. Yeah, here, here. Okay, moving quickly on to the weight loss um, bits. Apple cider vinegar, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, but can be any kind of vinegar because it's not um, the apple components, but it's the acetic acid. And that's the definition of vinegar is a dilute solution of acetic acid. So any kind of vinegar will do it. Two teaspoons with every meal. Uh, the body metabolizes the acetic acid um, in vinegar, um, uh, causing a natural boost and a fat burning enzyme called AMPK, causing people to lose about five pounds over three months, again, for just pennies a day without removing anything from your diet. Um, and uh, the only caveat here is you never want to drink vinegar straight. Um, you can sprinkle it on a salad or something, or, you know, just put it in, you know, you can drink it like a cup of tea or something um, uh, and put it in water and just chug it down. But uh, yeah, you don't want to burn your esophagus by drinking vinegar straight. Good ones. Okay. I love it. Okay. I, I was, th I wanted to move it on to, onto different topics. So Typically, diets, people find it difficult to sustain because we live in an obesogenic environment and it's a lot easier to sit on the couch and eat Twinkies than it is to adopt a whole food plant-based diet. You're counterculture. You're a rebel if you're eating a whole food plant-based diet at the moment in the current state of affairs. So I'm just wondering your thoughts in terms of, because like there's a, a, a friend of ours, Dan Butner, he's the guy who was behind Blue Zones and he talks about willpower will only get you so far. And he talks about the importance of environmental design versus behavioral change. He says behavioral change is very difficult to imply unless you've got very, very strong willpower and determination, which is not everyone has that. So I just wondered, have you done any research in terms of environmental design of sustaining the, a diet over the long time? Because, you know, what you're saying, every, like people listening go, yes, makes sense, brilliant, brilliant. But then later you're walking down the road and you get the smell of French fries and you go, I feel like French fries. You walk into the supermarket, there's chocolate bars everywhere. You feel stressed and you're most likely to resort to the type of food that makes you feel good. So... I guess my question is behavioral change versus environmental design and any thoughts on that? Yeah, Dan definitely nailed it, right? It's important to recognize that obesity is not some moral failing, right? The battle of the bulge is a battle against biology, right? We're living in a toxic food environment, floating in the sea of excess calories, drowning in a sea of excess calories while being bombarded with ads for fast food and candy. I mean, becoming overweight is a normal, natural response to the abnormal, unnatural ubiquity of sugary, fatty foods that are concentrated with calories. And so what do we do about it? What we do is we control our environment, right? And so if the most calorie dense food in your house is an apple, you get hungry enough, you're gonna eat that apple, <laughs> right? But if you got an apple and some cookies, you know, the first couple of days, you'll eat that apple. But eventually, ah, man, you're going to slip. You're going to eat those cookies, right? But you're not going to eat the cookies if they're not there, right? So you just surround yourself by healthy food. Um, and so then, oh, you got a craving for something sweet. You look in your cupboard. You're like, all I got is a sweet potato. All right. <laughs> a little cinnamon on top. And like, you know, I mean, that's how we do it um, because we 
can take advantage of another natural biological urge, and that's energy conservation, right? Our body wants to reserve. And so if it's like, well, yeah, I could go to the corner store and buy some cookies, eh, but I'm just going to sit on the couch and eat an apple. <laughs> energy conservation that's a good angle i like that okay into a couple more myths does chewing gum help with weight loss chewing gum i got a whole i got a whole um chapter on that and i forget what it said i'm not a chapter a section on it um yeah sorry read the book <laughs> go to the local library i'm sorry Best i can look it up yeah. go to the local library it's so funny this happens all the time i'm looking up my own videos like i'll go like oh someday i look up my own videos and watch my own videos because i've totally forgot like i'm just cramming my brain with so much new stuff that i gotta like go back i'm no, so glad i, I get it, but I, get it. I, I definitely covered i definitely covered um gum chewing as a weight loss technique and it wasn't like a simple answer. I think that's why I, it I wasn't don't just thumbs up, thumbs there was, down. Yeah, there was so there was some interesting caveats. Um, but yeah, I remember researching, researching that section it was a lot of fun. So, but it's in there. Yeah, I know the video. Um, you don't have to pay it. for it. You go to the library. You grab it. Um, uh, fascinating story. I'm sorry, I forget what the bottom line was. We're the same with recipes. I know people are go, oh, you tell me the recipe that, and it's like. Oh, well, it was in my head at the time, but like, I'd have to go watch the video or read the recipe again. I can't remember. There you go. There you go. You know, exact same. Okay. What about fruit? So fruit, perfect, perfect snack food. You know, people will often say really high in fructose. It's like, oh, it's just going to spike my blood sugars. I'm going to be much more incidents to become a diabetic if I eat so much fruit. What are your thoughts on fruit? More fruit to better. Um, I talk about this concept called negative calorie preloading, which just means starting out a meal. With fruits, vegetables, soup, salad, or simply really a tall glass of water, basically anything with less than 100 calories a cup. So, for example, eating a large apple before a meal is so filling that people go on to eat about 300 calories less food on average. So 100 calories in from the apple, 300 calories out. So an apple eaten before a meal essentially has negative 200 calories. Eat that apple. Negative calorie preloading. I like that. That's a good... Same as same as two glasses of water. I think two glasses of water is optimum for helping you kick in some yeah. kind of metabolic process that helps you. Yeah, burn yeah, calories. yeah. So yeah, accelerates weight loss. I think about forty percent faster. Those all the just the instructions to drink two uh, cups of water before each meal led to I think forty four percent greater weight loss in men and women. Um, uh, I forget the time frame, but again, yeah, I talk about that as well. Hydration is critically important, and then okay. part of that is the pre part of that is the preloading, but part of it is all sorts of other really interesting physiological things happening. Okay, you're you're killing it. I love this rapid fire round. You demand, Michael Greger. Uh, two qu- question with two parts. Part one: Does fat make you put on fat? Second part: Avocados they're high in fat. Are they going to make me fat? So a fat um, has more calories per gram than any other macronutrient, right? Uh, twice as much, for example, uh, carbohydrates and protein. Um, and so that means just there's a lot of calories in a small space. Um, uh, now, uh, so you want to be careful, particularly about added fats. Uh, so a tablespoon of uh, oil, for example, 120 calories. That is the most calorie concentrated thing on the planet. Even butter has a little water in it. So it actually has fewer calories. And so, God, you could drizzle on some oil. You wouldn't even feel it in your stomach, right? But 120 calories, I mean, that's like a couple cups of blackberries or something. That would actually fill you up um, as opposed to just being kind of wasted as empty calories and something like oil. Now, when you move on to whole plant foods, 
um, uh, high fat whole plant foods like nuts, seeds, and avocados, what you see is you don't see the same amount, the same uh, weight gain you would expect from the calories because what you also have is fiber, right? So all whole plant foods have fiber. Fiber um, uh, um, uh, uh, reduces body fat from a variety of interesting mechanisms. Um, uh, part of it, it, it just kind of gloms on the calories and kind of flushes them down the other end um, uh, and has and also affects your microbiome in positive ways that help you lose weight. Um, and so the same number of calories in walnuts um, uh, actually causes less weight gain than the exact same number of calories of walnut oil because of the ways they're uh, differently used in the body. And you're probably not going to absorb them all with all the fiber anyway, because you're probably not going to chew them. Perfectly. Right. No, no, exactly. Okay. Well, well, that leads me on to oil because, because, or, or it leads me back on to a ca all calories are equal. You know, the food industry would have us believe that all calories are equal and kind of go, okay, well, it's really just a, a numbers game. Like, you know, if I eat less calories than I burn, you know, according to my watch, I burn two and a half thousand calories a day. If I eat 2000, well, then I'm going to lose weight. Like whether I eat chocolate bars or Twinkies or if I eat whatever, are all calories equal? Dr. Michael Greger. Yeah, you know, in, that's what we were taught in medical school, right? A calorie from one source is just as fattening as a calorie from any other. Um, but it turns out a calorie is not just a calorie. One, uh, you know, 100 calories of chickpeas has a different impact than 100 calories of you know chicken or chiclets uh, based on their different effects on things like absorption, appetite, our microbiomes, right? So different foods rev up or down your appetite. Right. And it's not just what you eat, but what you absorb. Right. Fiber, for example, found in all whole intact plant foods can trap calories, flush them out the other end. And even if you eat and absorb the same number of calories, a calorie may still not be a calorie. The same number of calories eaten at a different time of day in a different meal distribution or after different amounts of sleep can translate to different amounts of body fat. So the exact same foods eaten differently can have different effects. So it's not just kind of what we eat, but how and when. So wow. context is equally important. Yeah, and that comes back to, as you said, our, our natural circadian rhythm is that more calories exactly. in the morning is much better than the evening. So better, absolutely. Really, which is counter to our modern society because a lot of people do their day's work and then they'll go home and go, oh, fine, I can sit and have the dinner. And they have the dinner at seven o'clock and then they go to bed at 10 o'clock or what? It's true, it's yeah. true. Yeah, that's not the way to do it. So, okay, back to Michael Greger. What do you eat on a daily basis? Talk to us about how you eat and when you have your dinner and when you've got your biggest meal and how does how do oh, you well, so and what's, practice? When you're tired and you feel crap, what do you turn to? A bowl of kale. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, so, you know, started out with, you know, how not to die. Second half of the book, I sent her my, you know, uh, recommendations around a daily dozen checklist of all the healthy, healthy foods I recommend on daily diet. So I really try to stick to that. Available as a free app, iPhone, Android, Dr. Greger's Daily Dozen. So not just vegetables, but greens every day, the healthiest vegetables, berries every day, the healthiest fruits. Got to get my legumes. Got to get a get you know uh, the two uh, you know a tablespoon of ground flaxseed, quarter teaspoon of, of uh, turmeric. To, you know, talk about the best beverages, the best sweeteners, how much exercise to get every day. Again, just trying to inspire people. To... What about you though? What did you eat today, or what will so you eat was, today? Yeah. Let's break so, it I mean, down so into it, not theory into Michael Greger personal. Daily, it's daily doesn't, and then so and then how not to diet? I took my daily doesn't, and then incorporated the early time restricted feeding. So eating, you know, huge breakfast. Um, uh, so this morning had uh, this, uh, the, do I have a, oh, I, I actually have a cooking video on this. My, uh, I forget what I call it. It's like my chocolate pomegranate cranberry bowl, something like that. 
anyway, it's um, you know starts with my brawl, which is uh, you know holding tech grains. Uh, the uh, the B is so uh, barley groats, uh, rye groats, oat groats, and then lentils, um, which is kind of all cooked up, and then mixed it with um, frozen dark red cherries, frozen cranberries, which you microwave to warm them up, um, and then pomegranate. It's pomegranate season, at least where I am, um, and so whack a pomegranate in, um, and then uh, oh cocoa powder, chocolate balsamic. Um, and, uh, oh, and then, uh, 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 walnuts, pistachios, pumpkin seeds, uh, oh, flax seeds, obviously. Oh, wheat germ. That's a new thing. That's for my next book. Oh how yeah. I heard you talk about this. Yeah. How not to age run. I started eating wheat germ for, with the new book. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's basically, it. you mix it up and it's just this like, chocolatey pudding pudding tart you get little flashes of sweetness with the pomegranate delicious and what about for lunch oh, do you like bring a lunch oh box so with yeah you? for lunch so yeah this is my uh yeah i try to pack cram all my interviews into one day so and i don't have time to to cook on days like this and so it's leftovers so i had a big uh this i don't know what the weather is like there but we got a lot of winter wonderland of ice out here it's soup see it's soup weather i uh, got this bit so uh, miso soup packed with vegetables um and uh, got the brol in there and uh uh it's a uh, very kind of warm you know uh nurturing food today um and anything weird in the not really just typical mix of soup and then do you have a dinner or do you have what is yeah your- no no and so then oh i don't know i don't know what i'm eating <laughs> um uh uh probably uh Probably just uh, I, I'm a, probably just a, a big salad with some. Um, I've been uh, experimenting with um, uh, uh, air frying chickpeas with spices, like just chickpeas out of a can, right? Then you mix them with spices. Been trying with smoked paprika and garlic powder and stuff, and then you stick them in the air in the in the air fryer, and they get all like crispy. Um, crispy. Um, so they're kind of like croutons, but it's just chickpeas. Um, and so I've been experimenting with that on salads. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to play with some chickpeas tonight. Wow. Sounds so exciting. You are wild, Michael Greger. No, you are. I, I think tell you, it's, it's all party. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> That's great. We're getting near the end question. Okay. Often people put on weight in autumn, fall or winter. And there's, I know myself, I have a natural propensity in winter to eat more calories just because it's cold. Yeah. Can you explain this and what do people do if they're wanting yeah, to avoid no, no. this? So, yeah, it's totally natural. Um, uh, and, and it happens and it's a, a universal phenomenon. Um, uh, happens in a lot of mammalian species, but yeah, definitely something you see. In the winter, you know, one of the factors, which is interesting, um, is that um, we don't um, burn as much fat using the exact same amount of exercise in the cold. So swimming in cold water, burning the same number of calories swimming in cold water, you lose less weight than if you swim in like warmer water. <laughs> and same thing with going out and walking in the cold. Walking in the cold, you actually uh, your body conserves body fat uh, more than uh, than uh, you know walking in nice weather or walking in, inside in a gym or something. So that that um, is part of the reason. I mean, we used to think it's just like well, that's where all the holidays are. People aren't really out as much, but there does actually be a seems to be a physiological. So even if you kind of eat the same number of calories, you will um, uh, gain some weight. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you keep it up, then it'll uh, come right back down. Um, 
as uh, spring comes around. You're wonderful. You really, really are. That's great. Right. Okay, any final questions? Um, what's your favorite food when you're feeling tired and crap? What do you turn to? Do you oh, like chocolate? Yeah. Oh, tired, cranky food. Um, oh, what's a good, all right. Well, my, my, the latest is the, is crispy chickpeas, but, oh, you know, oh, you I, wild I like, man, Michael Gregor, you wild man. No, no, no. Uh, well, so uh, popcorn, I, I like popcorn. Ooh, it's sitting down with a naughty. big bowl of popcorn with like, you know, nutrition yeast, lots of spice. Oh, Tabasco. That's how you get the nutrition yeast to stick. You, you sprinkle on the Tabasco, make it a little moist. And then you, then you pile in the spices and sticks together and you just sit relax and uh, Netflix and chill with a big bowl of popcorn. Beautiful. Do you do the cooking or do you have uh, someone who else? I do. Yeah, no, no, I, uh, no, I do. All the, and so I do a lot of batch cooking over the weekend. So you like make all the beans and, you know, and, and tech grains and stuff they're going to use throughout the week. I'm a big fan of that. Um, and then I use a lot of like, you know, frozen greens, frozen berries and stuff. So I don't have to do a lot of shopping. You're wonderful, Michael. Can you tell us about your book? Just because your book is coming out. How oh, not yeah. To How Not to Age is going to be coming out next. It's going to be coming out next December. Unfortunately, it's delayed a year. Um, but uh, hopefully it'll be worth it. And looking forward to a European tour. So uh, I'm looking forward to stopping by. Great. Woo! I look forward to it. Good on you, Michael. Well, thanks, Mel. Pleasure talking with you. You're a powerhouse. We love your work. We think you're amazing. And uh, look forward to meeting you again. Uh, thank you so much. Happy holidays and wonderful new year. Cheers, Michael. Cheers, Michael. Bye. Mind yourself. Bye-bye. 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 All the best. You may have had to listen to that at 0.5 or 0.75 or else you needed to be hyper engaged. I found that conversation so engaging and genuinely having listened or recorded over 100 podcasts. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, well, I guess he is a hero of ours. And sometimes they say don't meet your heroes, but he was uh, he fulfilled everything which I would have hoped. And do you know one of my favorite uh, bits was where we asked him that question about chewing gum and he said, I can't remember. And I was like, I, I love you even more for being honest and being straightforward and just being like... A real human. Yeah. And he's subsequently inspired me to, I do eat oat groats sometimes for breakfast and I did buy rye groats and spelt groats and I'm going to come up with a concoction for my breakfast tomorrow in my pressure cooker. Cool, can I try it? Yeah, of course you can, yeah. Okay, deadly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. As we said at the start, we do have our Happy Shape Challenge 2.0 starting um, and in really, early January. And it puts everything which Dr. Michael Greger talked about actually into application. It's supporting you to actually put these into practice. So it's a four-week challenge and you get access for a full year. We're doing a two-for-one at the moment. So join. If you pay for one membership, you get one to bring a friend along with you for free. So two, you can go on the journey together, much more likely to sustain it. And you get access to all other courses for the full year. So and when does that end? Uh, the offer ends on the 5th of January so, so move fast anyway yeah. thank you for listening to us sending lots of love and you'll find out more details um, so full details are on the happypair.ie just simply go to that and you'll find details about our annual membership and buy one get one free deal which includes Happy Shape 2.0 uh, thanks Mel for listening uh, wishing you a happy new year or a happy year if it started and uh, sending all our love thanks Mel bye 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 bye, 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 bye. bye.